0: You're listening to episode four of Tri Talk Essay. My name is Brad Brown. Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to this weekly podcast on uh, triathlon in South Africa for South Africans. Uh, Busy show lined up for you again this week. I was lucky enough to catch up with Richard Murray, who is racing on the International Triathlon Union circuit at the moment. Uh, And uh, it was shortly after his race uh, at Kitsbul, which uh, the organizers call probably the toughest race in the world. Uh, An unbelievable course. Caught up with Richard uh, after that race. Also chatted to one of South Africa's top age groupers, uh, a girl by the name of Tracy Markham, who's represented South Africa and also raced at the highest level at the uh, 70.3 World Champs at Las Vegas. Caught up with her this week as well. And then speaking of Ironman-sanctioned events also caught up with uh, the race director of the 5150 series of races that are taking place later this year. Uh, one in Bella Bella and the second in Ikuruleni, uh, Vadna Smith, We chatted to him on this week's show as well to find out what's happening with the 5150 series of races, uh, what you can look forward to when entries close and how you can go about doing exactly what you're doing. Some exciting things happening on the local triathlon front, particularly if you live in Johannesburg, but we'll chat to Vadna a little bit later on in this week's program as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch as always, you can drop us an email podcast at trytalksa.co.za you can follow us on twitter at trytalksa or like our facebook page just search for trytalksa Uh, it's as easy as that let's get into this week's show Well, we've been sort of lucky enough uh, on on Teddy the last few weeks uh, to get some broadcast of uh, the ITU series races that are happening uh, in Europe. Obviously, there's lots happening in Europe at the moment, winter here in South Africa, so not much happening on the local scene. So it's really cool to to be able to see some really good international racing. We chatted to to Vian Sulwalt on SA just a few weeks ago, and I'm really chuffed to to get another one of the South Africans that's racing on the European circuit onto the show this week. Uh, He's in Austria at the moment. Uh, Richard Murray, welcome on to Try Talk SA, mate.
1: Great stuff, yeah, thanks. It's been, I've been following your guys' progress and stuff for the last couple of weeks and things, and it looks like you, you've got your act going together, so it's great, great to finally have a chat.
0: Brilliant. Richard, we, <laughs> I, I was watching that race, I, I can't even remember what night it was on telly here, and I'm... <laughs> I'm floored by the sort of course that they, they made you guys race on, and, and you you one the, of the biggest sort of guys. I mean, you're not big by any stretch of the imagination, but you're one of the bigger guys on the circuit. Tell me a little bit about that race last weekend. How tough was it?
1: Oof. You know, before the race, I kind of knew what to expect. We'd done some, you know, done some training that was pretty similar, um, and I looked at it and I thought, yeah, you know, it's going to be pretty tough. You know, The legs are going to There's going to be a few spots where you're going to almost want to give up, but you're going to push through and you know, she's from about, I got about halfway up that mountain because it was, I think we did about five hundred and eight hundred and seventy 870 meters of elevation of climbing. And I think it was just over seven kilometers. Um, so it's like four, I think it was like 13% average, something like a gradient. Um, and I got about halfway up that mountain and I I started to doubt myself a little bit because it was so painful. And, you know, a couple of guys were coming past and I was getting a bit demotivated and I was like, you know, just keep staying there. You've got to finish this. And, yeah, it was you know it was it was quite a monster, and I mean, needed the gearing, my gearing was slightly you know I needed I needed one more one more one or two more teeth on the back of my back of my cassette, and would have made it a bit easier on myself.
0: Yeah, it was it was manic, and I mean, you look at a, a guy like Henry Skuman who who had an absolute blinder. Uh, I, I look at I look at the sort of margins in a race like that, and, and you look at sort of you really need to be up there with, with the guys out the water if you, if you want to be competitive. am, am, I, am I right or not?
1: um funny enough the guy that came second in the event uh came out in the storm about five about a couple of seconds before me um and they didn't give him um, he's actually in our squad he's actually here with us in austria as well his name's uh, uh Mario, Mario mola Moller from spain yep um and yeah he came out he came out in the bunch and funny enough he was such a good climber he managed to catch his way up to the front guys and actually drop them and he was actually in second so halfway up the mountain so you know in a mountain in a mountain race like this it's it's pretty much won and lost on the bike um, it's pretty similar, you know, pretty similar to the normal triathlon, but, you know, it's, you can actually work your way up from the back if you're a very good climber. Um, but I mean, yeah, usually in, you know, the season it's been, uh, there's been a couple of gaps out the swim and stuff and guys have noticed it and guys have actually put the work in on the bike and they've come away with a, you know, come away with the with the medals and the money.
0: Yeah and, and I mean you you're talking about the bike I mean your bike's pretty decent your runs fantastic I I I speak under correction but the swim's probably been your weakest discipline but I know you've been putting tons of work into that how's that been going
1: Yeah you know it's a it's 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 been I wouldn't say an an uphill challenge but you know there's at the start of at the start of my career I realized it was my weakest one and you know, I realised there's a lot of things I need to need to be put in place and done to get better. And, you know, over the last couple of years I've been seeing progress. You know, every every year has gone round, I've been getting a bit closer and a bit closer. And, you know, a lot of guys, you know, didn't realise when I started the series I was pretty much um pretty much one of the last guys out of the water every single time and, you know, I didn't even have a bunch to ride with. Uh and now I'm coming out midfield, uh, you know, three years later. Um, so, you know, it's been a, it's been, it's been getting better every single year and they still say, you know, it's one of my weakest ones and, you know, I'm, I'm working to make it so that it's on par with, you know, the rest of the guys. And yeah, I mean, I came, I think I was about just over, uh, just under 30 seconds behind the leaders of the swim, um, in the race in Kitspiel. And, you know, so it's, it's getting closer and getting closer. So, you know, hopefully in the next, next year or two, I'm going to be right up there with the front guys.
0: And that's obviously the plan, Richard. I mean, you you you're probably targeting the the Rio Olympics. That's probably your, your long term sort of goal. But there's obviously races between now and then. Uh, your next one's in Hamburg in in just uh, it's basically this coming or well, on the weekend. Uh, tell me what what's the sort of plan for that? Obviously, that that course is a lot different to what you've just raced, and and both the Brownleys are going to be there. Uh, it's it's a pretty good field. Uh, what what are you hoping to 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 sort of achieve in Hamburg?
1: um yeah you know top five top five would be great for me um you know last year i had my best best race in my career there and um so you know i'm going to go in there with like more positive thoughts uh kitchbill last year i was sick and i had to pull out on the bike so going there to race was you know it was a bit of a mental mental barrier i needed to get over while i was there um so yeah i you know i'm looking for a, t- a top five you know off the bike um i feel a little bit better in the sprint distance races um because it's you know it's uh, it's more it's more anaerobic type running because it's you know I think it's we just go over 14 minutes maybe 14 10 14 15 for the 5k uh, and so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be quite an interesting race you know the Brownlee's and Gomez in there Mario Moller is also gonna do pretty well he's gonna run up with there so it's gonna be interesting to see you know we're gonna have to look at it out the, out the swim because. You know, I hope the breakaway doesn't, you know, take place because the uh, last couple of races, that's what's happened. So, you know, I'm going to be making sure that the bike, you know, in the second, because there'll be a chase group. Uh, I want to make sure that, that the bike stays honest and, you know, we try and, we try and close the guys down within a lap or two.
0: Okay, and then Richard, you, you mentioned a couple of the youngsters coming through. I, I mentioned a little bit earlier on that, that I tell it to Vian Sulvallt. I mean, you look at Henry Skuman's uh, race uh, at the last one. Uh, South African triathlons in, in good shape. We've got a couple of good youngsters coming through, don't we? Yeah, we do. You know, it's
1: uh, and, you know I've just I've just heard you know things have come together now with the funding and stuff as well, which you know I was quite um, I was quite quite worried about, you know, because there's, I mean the talent's there. It's just a you know it's. Usually the funding thing that actually gets the guys out and about and you know putting them on the circuit, and so yeah you know with with Henry I looked at it and I said you know you throw Vian or you throw Henry into you know World Series race and with their swims you know they'll come out front pack and they'll sit with it they'll they'll be able to ride with the bunch it won't be an issue and you know they'll get performances from that and you know with the breakaways this year they've Henry's also you know he had in Yokohama, he only managed to catch him you know in the last in the last bit of the run and you know he ran himself into a wonderful. You know, position and now his, his rankings up. I think he's twelfth now in the in the World Series as well. So you know, he's definitely coming up there. And you know, it's 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 awesome to see that. Uh, you know, the guys guys are coming through, and then you know, it's bringing up the you know the name of triathlon in South Africa. And you know, hope it's going to hope it'll change change things slightly in the next year or two.
0: That's exactly it. I mean, triathlon here in, in SA, it's, it's, it's a very niche sport. I mean, the numbers aren't massive, but we've got some really good athletes. I mean, if you look at, at the age groups and, and you look at guys on the longer distances, a guy like like James Kanemo, we've got the athletes, but there's, there's a lot of guys. And also, I mean, the age groups are, are very competitive and it's just really cool to see guys performing at that sort of top level. Richard, if somebody's listening to this thing and, and maybe they're just getting into triathlon and they, they're sort of trying to find their feet or perhaps they're trying to just make that step up to become a, a really competitive age grouper in, in whatever sort of distance they're racing, give us give us an idea, like, what have you done? Let, let's try and nail it down to, to one or two things. What have you done personally that's really made a massive difference to, to your sort of racing and has improved times big time? Um. Yeah, well, I think the, the biggest
1: thing was, uh, you know, going... Th- you know turning well turning full time I wouldn't call it professional as of yet but in 2010 I finished studying and you know I looked at it and I said I'm going to give it 2 years and give it all I've got you know and you need to you need to be 100% dedicated and you need to be that what your you you know your life needs to revolve around that it can't really be a you know an outside type thing where you have a you know you have other something else that you do that actually takes takes away a lot of your focus um so you know when I put all I put all the cards in uh, in 2010 and you know, it. I think 2011, it was. You know, my swim still wasn't there, and you know, 2012, I managed to to have a good couple of races in the start of the season, and I managed to get to the Olympics in 2012. So, you know, it's been definitely, you know, eating, sleeping, and pretty much living triathlon to get there. Um, it's not a, you know, it's it's like any other. I'm pretty certain most other sports are pretty similar. Um, you know, what you it's like what you put in is what you get out, and Um, there's definitely you know on the swimming aspect as well i had to go you know straight the way down you know it's a video analysis and i've gone through you know a couple of different swim coaches and you know a couple of people's i've gained a little bit of information and so it's been like the small little things you know you have to go back to the little basic parts of of you know of how the sport is done and then you know you 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 work your way up from there
0: i mean you, you talk about getting that swim of yours better as well i mean that's for me a lot of people i think and and i'm please i'm no expert by any stretch is they have a, a weaker sort of discipline so they instead of trying to get that one better they focus on maybe the other two that they're slightly better at and they don't really spend time on that weak one because they think it's they're just not going to get really that much better to to sort of uh, justify the amount of time that they're spending on that weak discipline w- would you say that's really important is is look at at your disciplines and go okay which one needs some work and then and then focus maybe take a year and go okay cool you know what this is the year that I'm going to get better in the water. The others aren't going to get much worse, but I'm I'm just going to make sure I get better at the one discipline.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I definitely I definitely think you know a lot of people it's you know it's easier, especially when I take some downtime. I look at you know I always I always lean towards the cycling and the running because for me that's a little bit easier. Um, it's more natural for me as well. So you know, like mainly, you'll do what you enjoy and what's easiest for you. Um, so I think you know if you want to improve something, you need to realize that it's you know, the hard graft and, and those things, that's, it's all part, it's all part of it. And, you know, you're going to hate it for a long, you know, while you're doing it for quite a while, but, you know, it, 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 t- it takes a little bit and, you know, as the better you get, the the more you enjoy it. Um, and so, and obviously, you know, it's been, you, you need to be realistic with yourself and you need to say, okay, you know, this is where it's at and, you, you know, you need to, you need to put in the time and, there's certain there's, there's certain things that go there, but you know definitely you sh- you shouldn't be worried. You, the one that you you know the worst on. You should you should actually be looking at it and all the small things that you're not doing correctly. You know those are the things you should be working on.
0: And then Richard, just lastly, I mean, if somebody's listening to this and they brand new to the sport and they they're just getting going, what what would if you could sit down with somebody and and just give them a couple of pointers? Who's who's brand new? What what would you say to them?
1: Um, yeah, you know, well, it's, it's mainly. I mean, it depends. It depends what your goals are and what your ambitions are. Um you know, if you're doing it for the enjoyment of it, I wouldn't get, you know, too, too nitty gritty and too serious into it because, you know, it kind of sometimes ends up ruining the fun of the sport a little bit. Um, yeah, it's, and I definitely think, you know, if you, you know, if you're doing triathlon and stuff, you, you want to try and get, you know, a reasonable amount of balance uh, to do with your the three disciplines. Uh, it's quite difficult, you know, if you, if you're not professional to, you know, to get a, get a good base of it and those types of things. And I mean, a lot of, A lot of people that are, uh, you know, age groupers and stuff, they battle to get, you know, not they can't do three sessions a day. There's just not enough time. Um, So it's, you know, definitely about also consistency is the biggest one. You know, to do a little bit of each one, um, and then you know your body kind of gets used to that and gets it it becomes more uh, accustomed to it. And you know that's the the best way of moving forward is about uh, being consistent. I think.
0: That's awesome, yeah. It's 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 horrible being a, an age grouper that works because work gets in the way. It's it sucks. Yeah,
1: it's like <laughs> let's get this job done so I can you know go out and play.
0: <laughs> it sucks horribly. Richard, all the best for, for Hamburg. We'll be we'll be tracking you online as well. I'll pop all your details up on our website too. If folks want to follow you on Twitter, they can. I know you're very active uh, in social media and, and you you interact quite a bit. So if anybody wants to sort of wish you luck, I'll I'll pop your details on, on the website too. And yeah, we look we look forward to chatting again and, and hopefully we can we can. Talk touch base after hamburg because you had a, a really good race there last year and look forward to seeing more of the same
1: great stuff yeah i hope I, I i hope i can uh live up to the expectation of last year you know but it was yeah i'm definitely definitely looking forward to it hamburg's one of the biggest uh biggest most enjoyable events of the of the series you know there's last last year there was about a quarter of a million people there uh so you know it's one of the biggest triathlon events in the world and yeah i'm very much looking forward to go back to go back there
0: I love chatting to, to athletes who aren't necessarily out-and-out out professional athletes. They, they work hard for a living, but they also train really hard and they, and they race hard when they get out there and, and do it as well. And, and I've got one of those on the show this week. Tracy Markham, welcome on to Try Talk SA. Thanks for, for taking the time to chat to us.
2: Thanks so much, Brad. It's, it's good being being on Talk. Exciting stuff ahead.
0: Yeah, Tracy, tell me, I mean, you, you've had some amazing results over the years. I mean, I've been following, following your journey for, for the last couple. But, but besides the results, we'll get into that in a moment. How did you get into triathlon? What sort of athletic backgrounds did you have?
2: It's actually a, an interesting story how I got into triathlon. But As to my sports background... Um, I was a swimmer at school, nothing spectacular, but I felt most comfortable in the water. And then when I left school, I decided that's it. I'm never getting back into the pool again. I'm tired of this chlorine story. And I took up playing soccer. Um, And then after that, left varsity and didn't really do much. became a bit of a gym bunny. Um, It was pretty much the only thing I could fit into during working hours. And then in 2008, my dad was involved in a bike accident, and he got bumped by a car and wasn't able to participate in the Argus, um, but he refused to give up, and so he asked me if I would perhaps consider pedaling on the back of a tandem with him um, so that he could at least finish. And that was how I started cycling, and then I competed in the Argus um, in 2009 and 2010, and then 2011, I had a fall in the August in the bottom of Chapman's Peak and I decided that was it. That was the end of cycling in bunches. It was just rubbish, um, but I didn't want to give up riding my bicycle, so I investigated other opportunities and discovered one could ride a bike with no one within 10 meters of you in triathlon. <laughs> I decided that's the sport for me and that's when I got into triathlon.
0: So you really knew it. I mean, you, you haven't been doing it for, for that long and you've had some amazing results over the years. Uh, Tell me a little bit about sort of when I mean you've you've raced at at the highest sort of level. You represented uh, South Africa. When did you realize you actually had a little bit of ability?
2: I think it was at my first half Ironman in January twenty twelve. I went there with absolutely no expectations and ended up coming third in my age group with a with a decent time for a first half Ironman. And then the the thought popped into my head: Well, perhaps. Perhaps this is a sport I could actually be good
0: at. That's amazing. 2012. So you're looking, not even a year and a half ago, you podium at 70.3. And the rest is sort of history. You, you're also, you, you're not a full-time athlete by any stretch of the imagination. You've got a, you've got a full-time job. And, and we all sort of know, especially the longer, the longer distances. I mean, you could probably get away with doing a lot less if you're doing sprints and, and standard distance. But once you step up to, to the sort of half and, and full Ironman distance tries, it, it does take a lot, of, a lot of training and a lot of commitment. How do you balance that with, with your sort of work and, and your career?
2: It was... Tough in the beginning, but I'm very grateful for the fact that I'm a morning person. Um, So it literally has become uh, a way of life, and that I know I have to get up early to train. Um, Lunch hours are a a nice to have, and not a have to have. So a gym workout often gets um, done during lunch, and then after work, got to squeeze in another hour or so. So it literally comes down to to time management, and I have to say a lot of family support when your family as well as your friends understand that this is what you've committed to they are all too happy to come and meet you for coffee after your session or or come and um, join you for for a swim so it's all about time management and having support and you can you can do it
0: and with regards I mean you talk about time management how big and that's probably something I struggle with that's why I, I ask and and I work sort of weird hours, so I don't have a normal sort of set 8 to 5 job, but how big is 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 planning in your sort of training regime? Like, do you look at a week ahead and go, okay, these are the hours I'm working, this is the training I need to get in. And then you sit down with your, your sort of calendar and go, okay, Monday we're doing this, Tuesday we're doing this. So your whole week is, is planned out before you start the week?
2: Unfortunately or fortunately, yes. My favorite thing in life, which I've come to live by, is if you fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. And I sit at the start um, every every two weeks actually when I when I get my program and I sit down and I get out my color coordinating highlighters for paper and color coordinating buttons for my Outlook calendar and I plot in all my exercises all my meetings and social events if I can squeeze them in color code them plot them out print it out stick it up and that's how I that's how I manage.
0: Because it is it is such a tough thing to 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 sort of balance, and, and especially if you 're going out if you if 're doing it just as a, a sort of weekend warrior and you just want to go and finish the thing but if you if you get really competitive and, and I mean I started the sport just as as a sort of thing to get fit and, and lose a bit of weight but when you when you start sort of getting competitive and, and realizing, hang on a sec, I could maybe qualify for this or qualify for that, it becomes a a, lo- a lot more serious and a lot more difficult to juggle. Looking ahead Tracy, I mean you've had some some great results over the last year and a half looking ahead, what sort of ambitions have you got what do you what do you what have you got your eye on?
2: definitely going back to to world champs seventy point three distance i um the race beat me last year and um, wasn't able to go this year, but next year I want to go back and and show the course who's boss um, so that's definitely on the radar and then uh, a few other other local races here and there, and then we'll decide on a, a European race for next year if I can, can fit it in. That World Champs is the, the focus for me at the moment.
0: Okay, and then if somebody's listening to this who's, who's maybe just getting going and, and, and sort of struggling to find their feet in the sport, what sort of advice would you give to, to an out-and-out newbie triathlete?
2: For an out-and-out newbie, I would say your first point of call is to hook up with somebody who's been there and done that whether it's just to find out what you're in for or whether to hook up with them for for weekly motivation and and rise and, and run. I would definitely say that this is a sport whilst you race on your own and a lot of training is done on your own, you can't do it without, without support. So find someone that's done it um, and... Get, get some advice and some pointers from them.
0: That's, that's fantastic advice. Tracy, you also mentioned when, you, when you're when sort of planning your two-week blocks that when you get your program, I take it you, you've got a coach?
2: I do. I have a wonderful coach, Diana McPherson from Dynamic Coaching. I've been with her since I decided to, to get involved with, with triathlon um, and it's been, been amazing. Been, I don't think I would have got the results I would have without her.
0: That's what I wanted to touch on. I mean, how, how important would you say it is to, to someone who's maybe starting out in the sport to, to sort of actively seek out a coach? I
2: think a lot of people underestimate what what training involves. Training doesn't mean just going to ride your bike as hard as you can for as long as you can or getting in the pool and swimming a thousand laps. So in terms of getting the most out of out of your training and not waste, wasted mileage, they say, even for your weekend warrior. i say having a coach who can just point you in the right direction, And it doesn't have to be a 20 hour a week focus program that you can't cope with, but whether it's to sit down with them, um, find out what's best for you, what you want to achieve, and then work out your hours to what, to your goals. I think that's the the best way for a person to who wants to do, who give triathlon a go. Make sure you're doing the best that you can do with your time and ability.
0: Okay, and then sticking with a coach. What what should someone who who's never been coached? I mean, let me use myself as an example. I mean, I've mm-hmm. I've I've been doing this sport for a few years now, and have never sort of had a, an out and out coach. Yeah, I've asked people for advice, but I've never been given training programs. I've just sort of <laughs> Gone by feel and and that sort of thing. But if if we someone's look, yeah, exactly. If someone's looking for a coach, what should they look for in a coach?
2: You you need to look for somebody that's interested in you. I'm all for. Having a look at those generic programs, um, I think they give an indication of what you need to be doing. But unless your coach is interested in you and really gets to know you as a person and your abilities, I think you you might be wasting your your time, money, and and efforts. I think your first point of call when considering a coach is: Does this person have my best interests at heart, and are they interested in getting to know me um, rather than? Can I just
0: throw some money at a generic program? I don't think that's that's the your best way forward. I'm taking furious notes. Tracy, and and I want to dig a bit deeper. I want some 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 of your secrets. What? And this is a tough question. Over your sort of triathlon career, what is the one thing you've done that's given you the best results? That's sort of helped you improve the most.
2: Run slower. I think that is something that revolutionized my training. Um, being a bit of an A-type is one of those <laughs> people want to give 100% or 110% and run as hard and fast as I can. I think that was actually detrimental. So having my coach say to me, Chase, you need to just run slower T- has taken my running from a 145 half marathon to a one 28 half marathon, and I put that down to running slower.
0: Is, is that meaning that you used to go out too fast and blow, so you would just run within yourself so that you pace it better? No. Or?
2: In, training, in training, I think, like I mentioned, you're wasted mileage. Um, people will go and run 17 or 20 kilometers as fast as they can because that's what they're going to do on race day. Um, they never take time to do their long, slow runs, long and slow. So yes, you need your interval sessions when you're running, and yes, you need to do a little bit of heel work, but when it comes down to your long runs, you need to do it slowly, and you don't need to do everything at race pace. Your heart is never going to get stronger, your legs are never going to get stronger, um, and your body's not going to learn how to cope on an endurance event unless you practice running slowly.
0: That's actually some great, great advice. Tracy, thank you so much for, for chatting to us today and uh, all the best. What's your, what's your next race? I know you're targeting 70.3 to, to get that qualifier in for, uh, for World Champs, but you're obviously building up to a couple of other things as well. What, what are you looking at next?
2: Oh well you've got to do Clan William triathlon because it is such a laugh and such a jaw. So I'll definitely be there. Um and then there is the slung triathlon which will which will be next. Also such a jaw. A great race, probably the high my highlights race. And then get some good mileage in with jailbreak, which is on a Friday this year, so it's gonna be interesting. But I think it's worth taking a day's leave for.
0: Okay, fab. And then we'll see you. We'll definitely see you down at 70.3 if we don't see you at those.
2: Absolutely. 100% full guns blazing at 70.3. I can't
0: can't wait to see it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. Look forward to seeing you there,
0: too. Awesome stuff, Trace. Thanks a lot for chatting, and we'll catch up soon. Well, one of the things I love about sort of Ironman sanctioned races is just the, the sort of vibe and the energy that you, you get around those races. And if you've done one, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't, the only way to experience it is by actually doing it. And. Uh, I'm really chuffed to have uh, Vadna Smit on the show today, who's the race director for the 5150 uh, race that's coming up. There's actually two of them, but uh, the first one's coming up in Bella Bella uh, towards the end of this year. Vanna, welcome on to TriTalk SA. Thanks for your time today. Tell us a little bit about 5150 as a brand. Uh, where's Ironman going with that?
3: That, um, the 5150 Triathlon series is the um, Olympic Distance Race Series, and the name comes from the 1.5k swim, plus the 40k bike, plus the 10k run. And if you add that up, it's 51.50 kilometers that you do on race day, and that's where the branding comes from. Now, the uh, 5150 series is a global series that runs in North America, Europe, Africa, obviously, Asia, and Australia. And it culminates in the fifty one fifty Ivy US champs every year, which is the richest triathlon uh in the world. So in South Africa we've got two events and we're gradually building more up in this race
0: series. Okay, Vanny, you talk of the two two events. Obviously the first one's Bella Bella and if I, I speak under kind a of correction but I think this is the third third time you guys are doing it. Yes,
3: that's correct. It's the third uh fifty one fifty Bella Bella triathlon and i uh, we very chuffed with what we've,
0: um, what we've managed to achieve over the last two years with Eubanks. Again, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to chat to you today. Obviously, that race is coming up uh, towards the end of the year, but more importantly, entries are, are almost about to close for, for that one. Uh, tell me about the race, when is it happening, uh, and if, if somebody's listening to this and they want to enter, what do they need to do?
3: Well, to, to enter the road, um, it's all website-based. So you go to um, www.5150.co.za or that is, So 5150 is written 5150. And from there you can choose both events, either um, Grelini or Bella Bella. So you choose Bella Bella. And there's all the information and athlete's guide on the event. And there is a button the option of register for the event and you just go through the whole process there, um, uh, with Easy EG- EG- Reg, which is just a simple um, entry process. The entry closes on the 26th of July, and people who are thinking about it should really um, hurry up because the event not actually 80% sold out.
0: Okay, so um, Okay, so that that's pretty tight, and, and there's probably a good chance that it will be sold out before that entry date closes. Uh, Van, it's, it's a great, I mean, the 5150 is a great sort of event if, if you're looking ahead at maybe doing 70.3 in East London in January or, or possibly the, the, the full Ironman in Nelson Mandela Bay in April. It's, it's a great event to sort of get a taste of, of what you can expect as far as vibe and that goes. But you mentioned also there's a second one that's happening in Kuruleni. That's a brand new race you guys are putting on for the first time this year. Tell us a little bit about that one.
3: Yes, the uh, Equal Learning 5150 African Champs is a race we're really excited about. Um, it, it's all set for big things, and entries um, are open for the event. But it's set in Jamiston Lake, and it's a one um, lap um, swim course, one lap bike course, and uh, then a two lap run course, and um, it's all set there, and uh, this is going to become a big triathlon uh, in this come.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the, the the races that that you guys are involved in from an Ironman brand perspective here in South Africa, I mean, there's no disrespect, but like it's 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 not in the major major centres like a Johannesburg, Cape Town, Durban. Obviously, there's East London, Port Elizabeth, Bella, Bella, but this one is in the heart of Johannesburg, so it's really accessible. You don't have to book accommodation if you if you're not or if you live in Joburg, I also think it's probably going to be a massive, massive race. Other races that have happened uh, at at Germiston Lake before is obviously the the Johannesburg uh, City uh, Triathlon Series. That, I've heard, is not happening anymore. How similar, from a route perspective, is the the, the 5150 going to be to to that series, Werner?
3: Um, it, it will have nothing to do with the Javik City Draft course. I was actually involved with the first five years of the Javik City Draft Run, and so it was a chance which um, we held there. And there we had uh, a two lap uh, swim course, uh, four lap bike course, and a, um, four lap run course. And that happened at Victoria Lake Club, um, which was a very uh, cramping area in the sense of making it all happen. Um with the fifty one fifty African champs, uh it's on in the range of the renovated new um Jeniston Municipal Park. And there's a piece of lawn that's about almost two hundred meters long and forty meters wide and that's where the transition's gonna be and we are setting up uh, a, a public tent, BIP tent, uh, finishes, um finishes, area tents. Um, so we're gonna to toilets and all sorts of infrastructure um, uh, on that side into the park, and so it's going to be a whole new, different experience. Um so uh, we are very excited how that's
0: going to turn out. Yeah, well, that sounds amazing. Is that going to be a, an ongoing yearly event as well, then, or is it a, a once-off as the African Cup? Uh, no, it, 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 it's,
3: uh, it's going to happen for the next few years. And what happens is we sign uh, an agreement for a three-year terms. With the local authorities. And so the dates are actually known for the next few years, and it can always be the first Sunday of November for 2013, 2014, and 2015.
0: Okay, so that's a great one to put into your calendar already for the next three years if you want to do a race you in Joburg. Van, that's amazing. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest issues for, for triathletes living up in Joburg is there aren't many races up here, and it's just so cool to, to hear of a race of, of a 5150 sort of standard and caliber uh, when it comes to organization and just vibe and that sort of thing that's going to be happening uh, at, at that race. As far as the, the two races, the Bella Bella and the Ikuruleni, road closure for those races, what's it, what's it looking like?
3: Um the um you know, by both roads we've, we've got lane restrictions uh for um for the bike course. Um in, in both uh cases the uh, municipalities are um are stakeholders in the event and um we have um lane, lane closures uh in uh, in terms of road use for the cycling course. Um as well as in the run course. The run course in Bella Bella is entirely on forever resorts ground. Um, so we basically run through the, uh, the uh, caravan park and the uh, chalet um, area. So um, there's no public roads, and the internal roads of the uh, of the resorts closed off. So um, it is a yeah, very nice course cool there.
0: Okay, and then, Vanna, I mean, I can sing the praises of of the Ironman sort of brand and those races, but from a a race director perspective, if somebody's listening to this who's never, ever done uh, an Ironman-sanctioned event, tell tell us a little bit about what what they can expect. Well, first of
3: all, it it is a big budget event. Um, It is a very well-organized event from the moment that you... We for registration, and um, you check in your bike, the race briefing, the uh, commentary, uh, the uh, the attention you get on the course, um, the music, the DJ, the master ceremony. Uh, We've got Paul K, um, who's well known. He was currently doing Ironman racing in Europe. He's a world-class triathlon race commentator. Uh, We've got a great uh, awards ceremony and that type of thing. So what we generally find is very, very happy customers when they go home Um, and a great, great experience, something that, well, that was a really really nice experience. I'll be back next year. And that's how events have grown. And Bella Bella has grown 108% from 2011 to 2012. Um, Obviously, we're not going to let it grow another 100%. Uh, because we
0: do have a cap on the field, um, but um, our agents, our, our customers uh, from previous years are both marketing agents for the our event. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely spot on, Van. And then so, some of the, the, the cool things that happen around like a 70.3 and, and, and a full Ironman are, are the sort of kids races and the Iron Girl. Are there similar sort of events at the 5150s?
3: Um, at the moment, no, we don't, we don't have anything in, in 2013 for an iron pig or iron girl. Um, what we will have though at the, um, at Germiston is we've got, we're going to cater for 100 teams and we are encouraging corporates to get involved and to, uh, we're having a corporate division inside the existing race um, at Germiston. Uh, so, there is a corporate challenge within the team section of the gymnast ranks, and In years to come, uh, uh, given getting uh, sponsorships, uh, we, we, we do want to expand the weekend experience for adding side events to the uh, 5150 races like we do with Ironman and Ironman 7.3.
0: Brilliant. Vanna, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, it's been great catching up with you, uh, and I'm sure we'll chat soon, uh, if not before Bella Bella, definitely before the Ikurileni race. And and we'd love to, to sort of just hear how it goes and, 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 and wish you all the best. Thank you, Brad. Uh,
3: thanks for your time. appreciate for the opportunity to chat with you and your listeners.
0: Well, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Try Talk SA. Don't forget, uh, still a chance for you to win on our website. Uh, There's an entry to the Midlands Ultra Triathlon up for grabs. All you need to do uh, is head over to that website and click on the banner on the right-hand side uh, that says, uh, Win an Entry to the Midlands Ultra Triathlon answer this simple question and you'll go into the draw we're running the competition over eight weeks and uh, if you enter every single week you stand eight chances uh, to win that entry and the question I want to ask you is who is the defending champion of the ITU World Cup events in Hamburg. Uh, That's coming up this coming weekend. We chatted to him earlier on on the show this week. Uh, Just head over to trytalksa.co.za and answer that question. Thanks again for listening. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure. Look forward to having you on board for Episode 5 next week. Some big guests lined up for that one as well. Very, very excited, and uh, we'll have those details up for you online as soon as they do become available. Don't forget, if you want to be in touch, we'd love your feedback. If you can think of any guests that you'd like us to interview, uh, some great suggestions coming through as well, uh, you can pop us an email, podcast at tritalksa.co.ca. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. Pop us a tweet if you'd like. It is at tritalksa, or you can like our Facebook page as well. It's as easy as getting over to www. Dot Facebook.com forward slash, uh, forward slash try talk SA. From myself, Brad Brown, have yourself a brilliant week and we'll chat again soon. Cheers. Bye.